gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retweet. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retweet. I'm your host Andy Mitchell for uh, first time on the show and guess what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about the big show. This is... <laughs> 20th anniversary and see what the panel has to say about this uh, fantastic career. I'm just going to introduce everyone. So fresh from his uh, Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet takeover Amsterdam is a man who disappoints us on more occasion than a big show heel turn. He was the first to throw up. He didn't go into the canal and unfortunately he got on the return flight. It's Ross McLeod. <laughs> I was, I'd like it noted, I was first to throw up and then after it I looked around and saw everyone dying and just thought Actually, that was a blessing in disguise. <laughs> Just floating about the Amsterdam Arena feeling smashed. Everyone dying. You looked at one person, probably. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for coming on to tonight's show. Well, I mean, I thought I'd get a better intro after getting an Irish bar in Amsterdam. <laughs> to play the slosh for everyone, okay. but apparently not. Next on our panel, he is a former Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet champion. Then again, the great Cali was also a world champion and didn't add any credibility either. It's David Hockney. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> That's for uh, the, that's for the fashion comment last week. You cheeky, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Touche. All right, I'll, I'll roll with it. Okay. Well, at least I've got flexibility in my knees. <laughs> so why? <so bye. laughs> All right. Anyways, Never I don't want to go there. Anyways, wow. <laughs> I'll, I'll try my best. David, Next. don't be a fanny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Next on our panel, he may be the GOAT at sweepstake predictions, but he's also the poster boy for the Glasgow University accent. It's David Campbell. <laughs> no one's ever asked me to pose for a poster. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. Andy, despite my petitions to make sure that you were not hosting this show, it seems to have went unnoticed, so I'm just going to have to roll with it. I'm just hoping hindsight isn't in your favour, so... Uh, we'll... Yeah, it'll be fine, Andy. You know... The people have spoken. Let's see how this goes. There is next. Uh, he's always here. He is the EP and the MVP of the ESSR podcast. My favourite person of the podcast, it's Quacker. Oh, thank you very much oh, for sure. that welcome. <laughs> how you doing? Totally forgot about Stephen. <laughs> Everyone does, don't worry. We all forgot about Stephen. That's <laughs> uh, all right. And finally, but not least, escaping from the clutches of Alexander Darwin McAllen, alive, well, and thankfully, fully dressed. It's Mr... It's my podcast himself, Stephen Wilson. How are yeah. you doing? Yeah, it was a traumatic experience the other day, but I'm okay. Why are you here? <laughs> Why am I here? Yeah. In Be- fairness, I, I saw him shirtless in Amsterdam. It was a fucking traumatic experience for me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was- I, had to sh- I had to share a room, room with him. Excuse you- me, you're not Mr. Happy-go-lucky yourself, Mr. Hockney. <laughs> Anyways, we'd like to hear about your Amsterdam uh, trip. Brushing your teeth flying to- with the bed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anyways, back to the show. Okay, today we're talking about the big show. Uh, just beforehand, if you're new to the podcast, we've got a hell of a back catalogue. There's hundreds of episodes, well, over 100 episodes. Yeah. Just follow Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. You can find us on any iTunes, Android, or Spotify. Uh, follow us on social media. We've got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Suplex Retweet. Like what you hear, give us a rating. Right, so I'm going to talk about the big show, guys. As you can tell, I'm absolutely nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I've already like messed up about a few uh, times. Ah, you're fine. Okay, anyways, just going to quickly start off. Uh, before he actually joined the WWF or WWE, uh, we'll just go through his WCW career quickly. So some highlights is that he he debuted as Andre the Giant's son in WCW in 1995. 
uh, called The Giant, which is, you know, a bit of a... Typical creative form. Very creative, exactly. yeah. <laughs> and uh, feuded with Hulk Hogan alongside Kevin Sutherland's Dungeon of Doom and won in the WCW title at the age of 23. With the help of the Yeti. The Yeti, <laughs> yes. Did he not win it by disqualification, though? Yes. Yes. He, he won it by disqualification. Again, in a lovely piece of WCW booking. The Yeti! The Yeti! <laughs> this may, making I, absolutely no sense. Well, I don't think a lot of people like mention, like, like he was 23 when he won it. That's probably like the, one of the what, youngest, if not the youngest, like, yeah. world champion in wrestling. Yeah, I think... Because Brock Lesnar was like 24. Brock Lesnar was 25. Randy Randy was 24. Uh, the Rock was 26. You're like... And he, he's even younger than all three yeah. of them. And it was through shenanigans, obviously, but it was his first televised match when he won the world title, and it was against Hulk Hogan. Like, who can say that? In their first match, they win a world title against Hulk Hogan. That's like a pretty yeah, impressive sure. feat on paper. And Anyways, my, my creator wrestler did that. Won all the titles. Anyways, he later joined the NWO, but then again, who hasn't been a member of NWO? <laughs> In 1999, he realised he wasn't making a lot of money, uh, even though he was in like the main events and stuff. Decided to leave WCW and then joined WWE. This week, in fact, 20 years ago at St. Valentine's Day Massacre, coming through the ring in a match between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vince McMahon, where if you've never seen this guy before, you're probably thinking, Jesus Christ, what a monster. And then he threw uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin through the, the cage, which Austin won, and he thought, wow, this guy's actually a complete idiot. So, <laughs> so Kind of like when Rod's drumming through Kevin Owens off the top of the cage. Yeah. So what was your guys' thoughts? So I'm going to start with you, Ross. What was the first time you actually saw the big show, and what was your thoughts on him? So this is around about the first time you've seen him. Like, I, don't, I didn't know who the giant was I didn't know who Paul White was despite Michael Cole yelling it nine times it's Paul White it's Paul White <laughs> uh, you see him pop through the ring and you're like oh he's a he's a fair size and then you see the f- his full body you're like my god Austin's not a small man <laughs> neither's McMahon and he dwarfed them all it was absolute. It was an absolute beast. Yeah, I do remember it's like he had this like lion ash hair. It was like yeah. it was like a meme going on when he came out. Uh, Stephen, what was your what was your first introduction to uh, Big Show? Uh, probably around about the same time. I kind of seen bits and I, when I started watching wrestling, obviously uh, there was the WWE, WCW were on at the same time on a Friday night on T- TNT, WCW, Sky Sports, WWE. What a time to be alive in wrestling. <laughs> and you kind of see... <laughs> and it was kind of good to kind of... I've seen bits of him as the giant. I mean, I know that one thing I look back on it was quite good but his WCW run was his, when he was thrown off of Cobo Hall. <laughs> Literally, like, near enough... It was meant to look like he kind of died. <laughs> he just kind of got oh. fell through off a building. Yeah, that he, he, he dies after a monster truck scrap. They have a monster truck match. <laughs> they do... You can tell that someone else is driving the car because the camera work was horrendous. It zoomed in on Hogan because uh-huh. he hadn't had enough face time despite having a car made after his face. Fell off a roof and then won the world title. This sounds like the worst of WCW. Like oh, no, it was. It absolutely was. Well, if you like look ever. at Big Show's career as we talk about, it's a lot of bad. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, no, I, I kind of did the same thoughts for us today. He's a big, big man, yeah. you know, and... Big lad. He's it was big, just he's a big boy. You could say it, the big show. <laughs> <laughs> he said it. Yeah. Was it not like the big show? Was originally just a nickname? Once, yeah, it? I think it was like Paul, the big show white. I know. 
See, when you actually break it down, it's a nonsense name. It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. I was like, imagine trying to explain, oh, this guy's called The Big Show. Like, what's how can a man be a show? Like, it makes no sense. But you just sort of accept it as a wrestling fan. So, when did you first start to see The Big oh, Show? Oh, if I tell you that, we're taking it right <laughs> to the second <laughs> half of the podcast, Andy. Um, I did do some research, however, on his WCW time. That's one of the beauties of the WWE no, but when was the first time you saw him? Like, when you sort of... 2006. It was yeah. the, the tag team between Big Show and Kane, we'll talk about a bit later. So, I was introduced to it a bit later on but that's the beauty of the WWE Network you can go back and watch these things mm. in the history with fresh eyes and watching these WCW run like it's interesting how much they try and insinuate that he is the actual son of Andre, Andre the Giant and I think that's a legacy that sort of uh, both helped him at the start of his career but tarnished it a bit later on with those comparisons constantly being made between the two as he went on Andy obviously you mentioned when him in the NWO the thing about it was he lost the title to Hogan and then three weeks later he joins NWO <laughs> yeah. it's just like the ultimate if you can't beat them join them and, so, yeah. and there's Ted DiBiase with some cash well, yeah, I said everybody is joining the NW I'm just going to quickly go on to David Hockney what uh-huh. were your first impressions of the big show well I didn't first see the big show on, on TV until like maybe late 2003 when he was part of Team Lesnar at Survivor Series yeah um, really good year for him as well. Yeah, I, I don't really remember most of his Attitude Era days, but I have seen clips of, you know, he was uh, having matches with Undertaker and Mankind, and it's also his feud with The Rock as well in 2000. Uh, those were sort of just sort of highlight focal points and stuff, but I do remember when he threw Austin through the cage, and I'm thinking, that's a hell of a way to make mm. a, a first day. Yeah, well, uh, my first introduction to uh, the big show was actually watching The Waterboy when he appeared as Captain Insano. Oh, so, yes. <laughs> Captain Insano shows no mercy. Exactly. <laughs> I actually thought he was an actual character as well, and I was like, what, 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 the giant? I thought he was Captain Insano. Can you imagine if he debut, actually debuted as Captain Insano? I think the, they should do not. that. See, for like, a, if they do a charity show in WWE, he should come out as yeah. Captain Insano. They should do that with all the ones. Kate, uh, Triple H comes out as a chaperone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that school bus. Yeah. Come on! I don't, I don't think anyone watched that. So. The Rock, Maybe, the rock uh, comes out as a tooth fairy. People's out <laughs> with someone wearing a tutu. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, on his first year uh, in the WWE, WWF, WWE, he sort of he had feuds with mankind that, but I want to talk about which I think is just a great feud. It was just so funny, uh, the Big Boss Man feud. Stephen, since you, what was your thoughts on this? Do you remember this? God, it's just attitude there are written all over it. It's just it's so bad, but you love it. It's just yeah. that one particular segment. I know that it, <laughs> you couldn't have a big show thing without that. It's just the, his dad's funeral. Yes, we're laughing. At, I know we're laughing at man's funeral, but this is wrestling. <laughs> it's the funniest time. Just to let everyone know that his dad passed away a good few years before this, so it was kind of the big show. Oh, so it's tasteful then? Yeah, so it's tasteful. Yeah, <laughs> in the eyes of WWE, nah, using a using a relative. Uh, using a wrestler's relative's death to get cheap heat. I mean, like they've ever done, like, who would do such a thing? Fence uh, McMahon would. Uh, and he has. I, I think. Multiple what, times. I think what we're missing out in here is how much of a wordsmith Big Boss Man is. The poem. Oh, the poem of, is amazing. With deepest regret and tears that are soaked. I'm sorry to hear that your dad's finally grown. <laughs> see, see, if you're looking back at Boss Man's 99, the big show feuds is kind of the tip of it. You know what I mean? Come on. He kills Al Snow's dog and feeds it to him. He's it's it's just a character. evil, evil yeah, man. So good. I have to say, I was doing I was doing some research around this. <laughs> it, this seems to be the first time Big Show cries in the WWE and yeah. canon. And it's a fascinating time. Because like, his crying gets gradually worse as we go on. But there is it does look a bit legitimate so at I'm this gonna, point. I want to throw a question at you, David. Do you think he's had more crying tons than he has? Uh, heel or face turn? No, I think the heel and face turn takes the cake by a clear mile. Also, I, I forgot to mention the start. I'm actually, I've got the numbers here of the heel and face turns that he's had 
during each period, so I'm going to try and get you to guess it towards oh, the end. So. See, like see, my favourite thing about the funeral is Big Show's dressed like a character oh. out of the Matrix. Yeah, with <laughs> the yeah. sunglasses. Everyone's there wearing funeral attire. He has a leather jacket, a black turtleneck of the Andy Mitchell range. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> uh, wrong with the uh, black turtleneck. No, it's, of, it's by Andre Michel. <laughs> <laughs> is, he <laughs> is he related to Dave Mastiff? <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually. A pair of black jeans and a pair of boots which look like pair McGrip Souls 1999 out of I'm, so, I'm sorry, that's your favourite bit? It's not his lunge on the coffin? I think, no, the, no, I think the grip is impressive. Like, that's, that's a really good The coffin scene. thing gets a lot of attention, but the Matrix attire just sometimes gets over. Well, it was 99, so kind of everyone was Matrix attire, but it was funny because he's like screaming as he's He did a big on. jump of the coffin as well. That's yeah, kind of did, the yeah, best Matrix movie right. he could have done. Do you know this was actually voted the uh, worst feud of the year by wrestling observers? Off a way they But uh, looking back in hindsight, I think it was probably one of the. Do you think it's just because it, uh, it was in bad taste, or do you think it was just. Well, it was just ridiculous. It's one of those ones you kind of look back on going, right, it was bad at the time, but I like it now. Yeah. Like, a lot of people would probably have hated the good housekeeping match that year between Jarrett and China. We mm. look back at it now thinking, this is absolutely amazing. That's the thing, sometimes we take wrestling too seriously in the moment. Mm. Like, we see a thing on Rock, like, why are they doing a Thanksgiving street fight? And then you watch it back, like, years, like, like in a replay, and you're like, you know what? Fun match that I'll look back on with, like, fondness, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's always the, how do you measure great rep? Like, Goldberg, Lesnar in one minute, 20 seconds is an amazing moment you can't rate it on a scale of a five star match you know what I mean it's, yeah. it's a difficult thing like enjoy it for what it is mm. anyways moving on uh, he, f- he faced against uh, Big Boss Man's team on his own at Survivor Series but <laughs> we're not gonna sorry we can talk about that a bit but what I want to mention is that later that night in Survivor Series 99 as we all know Stone Cold was hit by some mysterious big fat guy in a car <laughs> who did it Rec- uh, for the rock he's big bones that's a few even clearly when you can see it wasn't anyone of that size. But anyways... Well, do you actually know who, he, who was on the four team, the four-person team he faced in Survivor Series? I just know Big Boss Man was there, but I can't remember the other three. Well, what? shall I tell you who he was at it? Go for it. Viscera! Yeah, oh, yeah, for uh, Gary. Thing, actually, like his big show, he faces him on his own. He wanted to face him on his own and get told, "You need a team." So you can tie and blue money, and then he beat them up <laughs> in the locker room and went, "Oh well, my team can't compete. I guess I'll do it myself." And walks out. Yeah. Oh, the beatings attack I took at that time. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, it wasn't that long after when he done the Royal Rumble face fall. Well, yeah. Anyways, later that night, Stone Cold, he's been hit by a car. He can't take part in this triple threat match against The Rock and. Triple H, so who comes out? The Big Show. And then he wins his first ever WWE Championship. Do you think he was the right person to get sent out for this match? No. Just because of what happens after it. You see, well, obviously he loses the title in well, like the first Raw of 2000. A very minor fanfare, and obviously we talk about heel and face turns, he's heel again two weeks later. Mm. Uh, you see the match he has with Bossman at Armageddon, it's overshadowed by Vince V Triple H, it's overshadowed by Chris Jericho China, it's overshadowed by The Rock Sock V The Outlaws. It's the WWE title and it's like the fourth most important match in the card. Yeah, it's kind of just random, like he just got thrown out there. What's your thoughts on it? Well, it's one of these, he's one of these champions they just never seem to fully get behind. I don't think it's a bad idea at the time. Like, okay, we put Big Show in this spot, he wins the title and we build him up as a legitimate main eventer, which has always been the problem, Big Show. They've never been fully behind them. If they got behind him and gave him some good interests and feuds at this point, maybe we would be looking back on his career a lot differently. However, like Ross said, it's just an underwhelming run with the belt which ends with an inconsistency in character we'll go on to, to, which will go on to define him for the years to follow uh, Stephen what's your thoughts? 
It was a hard one. I mean, at the time, you kind of, obviously, 1999, probably about seven year old, I was kind of like, oh, this is cool, big shows win it. But when you look back, it's like, it's just really, really, really bad. It just, he's a filler because they don't want to probably put it on The Rock because I think they, the plan was for, obviously for Rock to win the Rumble. They didn't want to put it on Triple H because he had to have that feud with the McMahons and started the McMahon Helmsley era. Who else was there? Mankind was kind of at that phase where he's between Mankind and Cactus Jack and he wasn't quite as over as he was at the beginning of the year. There was not really many other people to do, so it was just kind of like, we need somebody who will hold this belt temporarily mm. and it was going to be the big show, but it meant we got a boss man title shot. It will rush you. You watch this one? Well... On what he said there, uh, it was actually another point I was going to have, but it's a better point after what Stephen said. Bossman could have been the one to win it, and then would that not have made Big Show look more dominant, the three-minute match at Armageddon, winning done, the title there? They could have done, but then again, it was like, how long would they have held the title yeah. for? Uh, have you got any quick, sorry, have you got any quick thoughts there, Dave? Um, no, just to say, I, I don't see how anybody else could have fitted the spot at that particular time. But yeah, I do agree with what the guys were saying. He definitely did feel like much of a filler champion. But I think the reason he was um, he was given the title in the first place, purely I think it was just because of his stature and his dominating presence just as a whole. You know, you think, right, there's the biggest guy in the roster. He must be like the most difficult to face in a ring. So he would come across well as champion. But I think also his, his character wasn't as charismatic as compared to some of the other guys on the roster. You know, mentioned like The Rock, Triple H, Austin. He was like fourth or fifth in line when it came to like maybe credible champions. He didn't ha- he didn't have a character, I think is the problem. Yeah. Always See, that's, make sure he's yeah, the exactly. just been big. They lost Undertaker at that point as well, which they too had a great few devil that year as well. Yeah, he just sort of like, just let his size do the talking really. That's kind of what was sort of carrying it for him. They mm. talk as well. It's something uh, Dave Meltzer always mentions. Uh, back when Vince McMahon used to talk to Meltzer, it was <laughs> he talked about how WCW were wasting them. He went, "I wouldn't have him wrestling on weekly TV every week," and yet he shows up, like we said, his debut made him look like an idiot. Mm. And two weeks later, he loses cleanly in the main event of Raw to Steve Austin. Surely, if you had him debut as the enforcer, like, and then maybe wait until Rock l- loses his rematch post Mania. That could have been your building for Big Show. You yeah. know, he could have destroyed McMahon. He could have got rid of it. Someone else that annoys uh, McMahon. And that's a good idea. I don't understand why WWE don't have these characters that they never put in a match. Imagine having Big Show debut and not having him a match for six months, but he just like pounds people on the outside or just like serves as a oh, sort of enforcer, like well, you say. That would be absolutely yeah. fantastic. But they insist on putting him in actual wrestling matches where you're booking yourself into a corner. Mm. WCW did that well with Sting. When he had that, when he had that crow, when he crow character started off, they didn't have him wrestle, speak for about a year, and it was brilliant because the point we had the match, the crowd was so he was so over. If they did that with something like the Big Show, it would make him look like a real badass. Special, the special attraction thing that Ross yeah. was talking about, that Vince mentioned. Well, towards the end of that year, just before he won the title, he was teamed with uh, the Undertaker. What was your guys' thoughts on that? Do you think it was a dominant team, or do you think it was just a sort of let's just put these two big guys together and see what happens? Some great moments. Yeah. Some had bad moments as well. <laughs> oh god, that promo. <laughs> I know it's it's a bit of a shame because when you actually look back on a lot of stuff that Big Show done, not all of the stuff he done was bad, but he's a part of a lot of bad segments, including yeah. that. Yeah. The promo that Undertaker oh. did. It's quite memorable. The stuff like uh, the choke slam through the ring on yep. Taker. He's throwing mankind in the buried alive match is a thing of beauty. <laughs> oh, I think God. that's I think that's precision. See if he just threw him in the hole. You seen how he bounced? He bounced mm. back out. 
But to be fair, like in actual reality, most of the credit has to go to Mick Foley, Mankind, for that throw. He's the one toss yeah. actually tossing himself like across, across the, across Just in the case place. Anyone's wondering, you know? this is a tag team match with Undertaker and Big Show against Rock and Sock Connection on SmackDown of all things, and it's a buried alive match. Did any of you actually see this or have you? No, I've seen the only spot I remember is Big Show throwing Mankind into the hole. That's just. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird okay. match when you look at it, but I mean. Kane comes out and, tri- and chases Triple H away, and then Triple H comes back and hits Big Show with a shovel, and it's him at Barry's Mankind. It's like, it's it's all just feeder for the Unforgiven six pack challenge. It's yeah. going to come in a couple of weeks. And those are the days where, like, a Buried Alive match on SmackDown, that's a pay per view type match, and yet you were getting on free TV. They were establishing SmackDown at that point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I suppose battery. they did have, like, TLC matches on Smack- the SmackDown as well, so yeah. that was. And to go well to go back to your original question about the tag team between Undertaker and Big Show, I think you have to view it in context to, uh, in contrast rather to the tag team between Big Show and Kane. And I think I'm going we're going to talk about that later. But that felt good because it felt like it lifted both guys who were doing nothing. This felt like it kind of cheapened the Undertaker, who's always, in my opinion, should be a main event singles character. I think so. That's why people don't look at it as fondly. I, don't I think, think one of the reasons to put them together as well was that Undertaker was injured, and I think it was just kind of a way for him to like work ease less, up. yeah, work yeah. less. So I thought I'll put him with this. I mean, on, on paper, it actually sounded pretty dominating, you think. Yeah. Because, you know, in the same context as Big Show and Kane, you think, okay, these guys are tag champions now, I'd like to see who who tries to dethrone these guys. I had the same impression when I looked at Undertaker and Big Show, but I just don't think... Ugh, it just didn't click as well as it did with, with Kane. No. I know, but the mesh of their injuries music was great. <laughs> I, I like... I, I, I did like the team, the feuds the team had. I didn't like their promos. When Brother Paul got left... In the desert with half a tank of gas. Remember, remember Jericho's? Uh, Jericho, yeah, Jericho. Jericho said it was boring and got buried. And I remember listening to the Attitude Era podcast, and one of the guys goes off his nuts and goes, But it was boring! But, um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry for the picture, though. He's kind of standing Yeah, he's just standing there going, What am I listening to? But um, yeah, their feud with Kane and X Pac, their feud. X Pac who always gets made to look like a midget. He's six foot tall. He's like the size of the average person in this really? room. Really, I didn't know that. Uh, it's just the fact that he's standing next to three people that are seven foot tall, and then <laughs> and the feud. You can't teach that. That's plenty. Uh, and then there's the the feud with the Rock and Sock. I thought was great. The Rock's was on the big show. Well, it's the big slow. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough to talk about it. I'm going to move on quickly to the feud of the Rock and the Royal Rumble controversy. Since you are the biggest Rock fan in this room, Ross, would biggest you like Rock to... fan on this podcast. Don't let Alan try <laughs> fool you here. That's right, mate. Look, it's alcohol, you. <laughs> would you like to tell us about this? Yeah, I... it's just again, it's an inconsistent feud that makes both people look like idiots. And at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, How so could you uh, elaborate on that? So the botch was, and I say it was a botch because Big Show was too fat, so his weight put the Rock on the floor. But yeah, the the, Not the fact that the Rock was also tall when uh... it was taller, but he was muscular. <laughs> My God! But uh, <laughs> yeah, the Rock hangs on, and the Big Show goes over. However, Big Show because his body blocked the rock's feet which touched the floor first it looked like he touched first and then the rock jumps back in and then the the aftermath where the rock goes yeah my feet did hit the floor first but I get declared the winner what are you going to do that made rock look continue to look like the I don't care cool cocky heel mm. or tweener but it's just made Big Show look like a little crybaby like. yeah it's kind of like it's like he's, he's baby faced on fail and it's kind of like you could only just uh 
just see him as this like just like heel who's just, just rubbish. Kind of it's one of those ones we talk about now. Like heels are always good when they have a point, but see when the face is just like and what you got to do. Yeah, it kind of negates the points. Like, well, what can I do actually? Yeah, fair enough. yeah he's always been pathetic, hasn't he? Like, I'm maybe coming a bit too strongly against him, but see, sometimes in his singles run, he just comes across as the least effective person on the planet, and everyone's always one step ahead of him. Just like Big Show is the idiot down here, and everyone else has outsmarted him. And it's the same as WrestleMania 2000. Like, he's done this with The Rock. He should have won the Royal Rumble. Didn't did absolutely nothing about it. Well, he Somehow did win the uh, match at uh, No Way Out. Uh, and he did yeah. get into the, the oh, yeah. Good for him, then yeah, got eliminated yeah. first. But he shouldn't, but he shouldn't have been anywhere near the main event. Yeah, and he yeah. had to use Shane to win that match against <sighs> The Rock. The worst of the night, man's No, cool. <laughs> At least no, he jumps no, off no, a high. No, no, that's, no, no, no. that's quite an accomplishment. The definitive McMahon no. rank ranking is Linda Vince, Stephanie, Shane. No, I switched. Stephanie and Shane. Switch. But yeah, sorry, back on track to The Rock. Yeah. The time I actually get to talk about the rock and I go off topic. You know, but, uh, <laughs> he's, on tangent now. Yeah, he's. It, it was just a weird feud. It was like the rock continued to make him look like it because no one could hang with the rock at that time on the microphone, and he just continually just ad libbed and made him look like an umpty. It was just like, yeah, and yeah. and yes, you did. But the rock was declared the winner. Yeah, so the rock wins. So in the many ways, it's just that's just the power of rock's charisma. It's like you just. When he's in a few with a guy, he would just like elevate himself. He that's kind of the, he had the lack of his. That's kind of the lack of his development over that year. Showed he was kind of just going back and forward, back and forward, with no actual character. When I mean, he was actually thrown into the main event, it was just like he's completely out of place. I mean, as we've talked about in this pod before, and many people have talked about the fact that it wasn't a rock Triple H main event at the peak of WWE was a, is an abomination when you look back on it. So uh, Big Show could have been somewhere else in the mid-card, they could have had another place in it, you know. I would have took him in the hardcore, um, God, whatever it was, match. Uh, yeah, the, the one, the uh, scramble match. Hardcore Holly ended up winning, yeah. And that was yeah, a botch. Well. That was a botch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, in that WrestleMania match, it was like Mick Foley and Big Show pretty much. Well, Big Show was the first eliminated, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah, the first eliminated. Because the three, other three sort of ganged up on him, as you do with when you've got three smaller guys against one bigger guy. How are they going to defeat this big guy? How are they going to oh, throw no. him over the top rope? Can I just, seems we're doing a Big Show show. Uh, a big show show <laughs> fun fact about the rumble they always talk about how are they going to eliminate the big show it's never taken more than one man to eliminate the big show in the Royal Rumble oh, that's actually quite a good how do you know that that's a stat Why are you, that is your job because <laughs> the first two the first two to be fair to Ross he did arrange a Royal Rumble quiz so he must yeah. have yeah. the first two Royal Rumbles he was in the Rock eliminated him by himself Technically, you know, the first one he did. But, you know, the rock, t- <laughs> rock is listed as the guy that eliminated him. The second one, the, the third year he was in, Kane just picks him up and throws him over. <laughs> it wasn't in 2003. He who shall not be named eliminates him in 2004. Yeah. Lashley, 2005. I think he, he wasn't. No, in, no, he wasn't in 2005. No, sorry, 2006, Lashley. 2007, yeah. he wasn't in it. 2008, he wasn't in it. 2009, it was Randy Orton. Randy anyway, so no, yeah, you could be here all day, but I know it could be MVP, here all day. MVP, sorry, R-Truth, your favourite wrestler, eliminated him and Mark Henry at the same time. Anyway, wow. So he's Retention. been eliminated by just less than, well, just one person each one year. One person each year. Oh, he's, oh, is it, he's the only, is he only one to be the second to last to get eliminated in two Rumbles? Yeah, yeah. he's the only... And there's not one. I'm not one, yeah. He's yes, not one he was asking don't the guy try, who arranged the quiz here. Don't you, don't you slide into my stat, sunshine. I got that right in the Royal Rumble quiz. Um, the Royal Rumble quiz, which I won, by the way. Uh, well, he's talking to me, so typed in. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> yeah, anyway. he's the only person to be a multiple runner-up and never a winner. Everyone who's been a double runner-up has at least won it once. That would have been Nathan Fisher until he was selfish. <laughs> selfish. Until he actually won. Good old uh, Nathan Fisher. Anyways, we'll quickly move on from his disastrous feuds with the, the Rock, as everyone kind of pointed out. And does anyone remember his impression phase? <laughs> yes, this is amazing. <laughs> I will hear no bad word against us. I never it, knew it's, about it's, this. It's, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like when your dad becomes 40 and he buys a two-seater car. Never <laughs> <laughs> mind, the Big Show was 27 at this point. Hulk Shogun <laughs> is the best character ever, and I will hear nothing against it. I do remember that when it was like... Is, this why, is this why you hate Shane so much? Because Shane ended this... No, I like, I like Shane. It's, it's him that doesn't like Shane. It's I not that I don't like Shane. It's so sweaty, isn't <laughs> Can you remember any other impressions that you did, uh, David? Oh. No, I don't really remember the impressions you know, saga, oh, but you have I, to go back. I have to think, gold. I'm just trying to think, is there any impressions that he means not done, but would actually you'd well, like to see? does a very good uh, Randy Savage and uh, Drew McIntyre. Did he not do a Scottish impression anyway? He, yeah, he came did Roddy Piper, didn't he? He did Roddy Piper. He... In 2005, he did Shokozuna. There is a segment with Drew and Big Show in the 2010 episode of Smackdown, and he does a Scottish accent and does Drew McDowell's accent <laughs> absolutely spot on. He's got a more convincing Scottish accent than Drew has now. Yeah. More convincing what than happened than to Drew's David Campbell's... <laughs> Glasgow University accent. <laughs> you, have you bad. seen this? Uh, sorry, <laughs> it was a cheap, uh, cheap uh, dig. Have you seen any of the impressions that Big Show done? In no, not until today. I mean, I just seen this like in the part of the of Big Show article I was reading. That I was like, who'd you? What? Yeah, I thought I was like, looked up some YouTube clips. I they were quite good, but we've seen it done since. So no, actually, I have seen him do the Hulk Hogan impression, but that was when he was feuding with CM Punk in 2010. See, when he first done it, it was with Kurt Angle, and I just remember Kurt Angle just being really annoyed, and it was just so funny. Uh, Stephen, do you have any favourite moments of uh, the big show? I, I remember it happening, but I'm just trying to remember. I could give you one. S- the, Hulk, the Hulk Hogan one was the one because he did that at Backlash that year. Yeah. yeah. I'm just trying, trying to remember some of the ones he did. Uh, some here's different some other ones he done. He done Roddy Piper, Rikishi, and <laughs> and Val Venus. Oh, <laughs> I've seen the Val Venus one. Oh, the Val Venus one is brilliant. That sounds horrible. No, it's horrible to look at, but he's impressive. <laughs> if you want horrible with Val Venus, watch his um, refereeing of the. Miss Kitty, match at uh-huh. yeah. Not Terry match at right. <laughs> <We've> come, <laughs> he went glorious with Valvinus. What's his tag oh team master? Anyways, we've come to the end of the actual era. So quickly, I want you to try and guess how many heel and face turns did the big show do in the actual era? For one of each. No, no, no. Like all together, all right. uh, Seven. Okay. I had a lot in this one. I would say five, though. I'm gonna say six. I'm gonna go high and go eight. Ross was right. Seven. <laughs> Seven tons. Okay, now we're on to the ruthless, ag- uh, ruthless aggression era. I can't speak today. Ruthless. So I kind of I'm taking a big leap in terms of from 2001. I'm just going to go straight to when he get got traded to SmackDown, took out the Undertaker, and then he became in a feud with Brock Lesnar. What are your guys' thoughts on the Brock Lesnar feud? Uh, who wants to take it, Stephen or, or Ross? Yeah, <laughs> uh, that. Uh, I didn't really like it. You know, I think this is probably one of his better feuds. I thought the match at Survivor Series is absolutely terrible. <laughs> back on it. It's just so slow and so. It was only a quick match. It's as a well. quick. It's a quick match. The match is done for the turn on Bohemian, which was quite well done. Uh, but it's, again, he loses the belt a month later. You know what's the point in it? Yeah, yeah the the heel turn with Heyman. You know, I think that was kind of why Big Show had to win the championship yeah. there. But 
the, the only thing I really remember about that feud is the the superplex that broke the ring. Well, that wasn't until a year later. So oh, we'll seriously? Get, yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was 2003. This is the start because Brock Lesnar had just defeated uh, Undertaker on the Hell in a Cell, and then Undertaker gets taken out by Big Show, and it's kind of like Paul Heyman's just picking up and he's saying, "You can't lift him, you can't throw him, you can't beat him." Uh, yeah. Well, it's just. Um, Back to what we were saying earlier, as Big Show is a transitional champion, he is always the transitional champion in the situation, and he basically won the belt to set up uh, for Angle and Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Like, so Lesnar could go yeah. away and win the Royal Rumble and face Angle at WrestleMania. That was just Big Show's role. And while I do think it sort of legitimised him a bit more than he had been in the previous years, like, there's a reason you missed out such a large gap of his career at the end of the Attitude Era, because who cares? Like, there's so much there that's just total guff. This puts him back in the main event scene a wee bit, but once again, it's, 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 it's the nearly man. It's the, the almost man. You talk about guys who have changed their attire. How often has the big show changed his attire? Did that random woman change a look at that point? Like, we had a, like, the start of his career, he had that thong, didn't he, in WCW. Uh, Fun fact, he appeared in the Cisco's The Fong Song video. I've seen that, yes. He, he's <laughs> wearing his... Yeah, he, he is in The Fong Song video. <laughs> He's a bouncer. Yeah, yeah. Look for the big guy dressed like the Matrix while everyone else is in thongs. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> probably got obsess- the idea. What's his obsession that, with the Matrix? I, I don't know. I've seen that video so many times. There's two videos though. There is two different videos. Okay, I'll right, so There is a. <laughs> see the thing about this. This is again. What uh, giving him a title with no build because 2002 was a terrible year. He was in the Royal Rumble for all the five minutes before Kane eliminated him. He wasn't at WrestleMania, he was at WWF New York. He floated about post-draft. You know, he, he didn't do, really do anything raw, apart for the disastrous NWO yeah. run. Oh, God's sake. And then he comes here, he takes out Undertaker, and then he beats the promising star. Like, we always talk about how he's not booked like a serious threat, and yet when he is booked like a serious threat, he squashes the up-and-coming Kurt Angle who's just came off having both the European and Intercontinental title, who six months later would be King of the Ring and WWE Champion. And then here he squashes and gives Brock Lesnar his first loss. Well, the thing is, though, with the Brock Lesnar thing, like, sort of going into it, you've sort of got this idea that Brock just can't physically do anything to him, but he's thrown him, he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's given him German suplexes and stuff. I think, if anything, it makes Brock look more like a monster. And, uh, one of David's well, Another thing we've not brought up um, is that when he first signed for WWE, he signed a 10-year contract. So mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's the reason for a lot of these uh, timing issues, for lack of a better word, Big yeah, Show. It was a huge it's investment. The, well, the, yeah, it's a huge investment and you've got him around for this long time. So eventually you're going to be like, right, okay, I need to do something with him. So that's why they keep shoehorning him in in these weird sort of places. And it's just like, if you're not going to totally invest with him, just like give up the ghost with it. I just sort of go back to the feud with Lesnar and stuff. It was like, oh, Lesnar can't lift the big show despite regardless how strong he is did he not um did they not have a stretcher match as well that was uh, 2003 again right so this was all See, i keep getting 2002, 2002 yeah, yeah. so up, in yeah. this first match they never faced each other off and it was a case of like big show's big he's 500 pounds no one's like fair enough you've seen someone rock bottom and that we he's not going to have five and that was the kind they of faced, story going they faced in. off so much in 2003 because they fought at the rumble and the qualifying match yeah. the mm-hmm. open match at the show uh, the show and that's how lesnar got into the royal rumble match and won it as well so just looking back on both men's career, they have very similar careers in terms of like the first time show came into like WCW as well as WWE. They was like they were champions within you know the first few months and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Their, their, their careers are very parallel. They're both big guys. And yeah, but in saying that, Brock was always pushed to the main event. Big Show had the main event start and then went to the upper mid card like straight away. So yeah, but I mean like as well as WCW, I don't really know too much. But he was kind of in the top tier. Fair enough, you had like. 
the NWO and stuff in there. The, but it's kind of the, the, they're very similar like careers in terms of to get to. I get I get what you mean. It's just I think Lesnar has more of a presence about him, even like though Big Show is like, a huge figure. Uh, Big Show's always been overshadowed by everyone, but I don't feel Lesnar has been overshadowed by yeah. anyone in his tenure no. with the WWE. Uh, the the prime example of what David's talking about of him being overshadowed is the Alliance storyline. Mm. He is a seven foot tall monster like surely if someone was going to go to WCW to make them look like a threat it could have been him yeah. instead he was teaming with Albert and Billy Gunn yeah he was just like floating around just yeah. not really doing much oh my god did you just throw shade at Billy Gunn the one Billy Gunn yes Mr. Ass Billy Gunn is to be fair it's a random match in the middle of the car that's just yeah. absolutely pointless you know? and then it's the thing like if we're doing a fantasy reboot imagine having Big Show take the Stone Cold Steve Austin slot that would have been a perfect mm-hmm. place to push well, him it would have made, made more sense than Austin who was fired like yeah. WCW and fuck, I'm yeah. going to go back and help these guys yeah, see if we ever do a, an invasion reboot. I'm putting The Rock and Big Show on the Alliance team because that makes more sense. One gets suspended and one yeah. has been underused by that company. Yeah, going back to uh, the Big Show sort of stuff, because we could talk all day about no, the no, no, invasion no, no, sort of no, no, I know we've got an agenda here. I was nearly about to go off tangents, but I was like, you know, Chris Jericho would have made more sense. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, right, we'll go to 2003 because you're like wanting to talk about these moments, David, mm-hmm. I'll throw it to you. So yeah, this is the year of the stretcher match and also the year of that superplex. Uh-huh. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, it was. I think the superplex is probably one of the most replay moments in WWE history. Like, you've seen the ring like break in various ways. Like obviously, big show choke slams take her through the ring. But have you ever actually seen the ring and the four post collapse sort of inward, no, like no. after a superplex? I mean, because they're both like. Because I think Taz's commentary sort of was amazing when he did it. It was like, "Oh my god, a 500 pound superplex!" And then he just like goes off tangent and swears. <laughs> and do you think? Sounds like that sounds like Taz in a nutshell. Yeah, and the crowd goes absolutely mental as a result. No one had ever seen anything like that before. Uh, exactly. Uh, Ross, what was your sort of? Did you watch SmackDown at this point? Well, or? see, actually, this is the thing. I uh, I had uh, lost my cable at this time. So you lost right, your okay. cable package. <laughs> I lost my cable package. My. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was living in the high flats at the time, and they didn't uh, have like Sky and Virgin Media for. Like the high flats at the time so I was staying with my grandfather that night who had it and that, I was lucky enough to watch this live and it was like like oh you can just tell something's going to happen and it happens it's like thank god I stayed here tonight <laughs> phoning my mum and dad I'm no coming home I need to see what happens next week <laughs> I think that's definitely one thing when someone says oh wrestling's fake and you just watch that and you see like the face yeah. like what wonder it's believable I think it often happens with WWE moments when they hit in something they do tend to repeat it and they have repeated it a couple of times since it's cheapened this moment in hindsight but yeah. I don't think you can like the first time you see this it's just like wow this is something completely different it makes both guys look that larger than life way that the big show should be booked he should be booked to something mm. special who can cause this sort of chaos and destruction like it's obvious it's one of the best big show moments and he's the one taking the move yeah. like yeah. you know <laughs> what I loved about it is the both of them are just like motionless for a good couple of minutes and nobody's like everybody's just like yeah yeah no one knows what to do what's, what, what's going on it just, it's, it's the the what brings it home the watermark we've mentioned the watermark so many times in this <laughs> show before but the watermark just comes up and then it fades to black it's such like, a good tool oh god <laughs> I mean, it's just a referee just falling it's kind of just like looking the, what, the one in the <laughs> one he does with Strowman the ref actually falls out the ring oh that's yeah. amazing he gets <laughs> <laughs> fucking launches <laughs> Was it? You know this set up for the triple threat match between uh, Lesnar, Angle, and Big Show. Has any of you seen this match? 
Yes, it's amazing. It's actually a very underrated triple threat. Mm. It should get talked about more. Didn't Angle just come back from neck surgery as well? He did, yeah, yeah. Came back. So that was after face. WrestleMania 19, yeah. where Lesnar practically killed himself. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Lesnar was fine, but Angle had to. Angle rerun the belt. I read here, a. Hmm? Angle rerun the belt here. He did, match. yeah, yeah. It's, uh, what's your thoughts on the match? Who's seen it, Rush? Who's seen it? Can you remember much This is it? a weird thing. See, matches Big Show wins the title, and they're usually pretty crap, minus the Sheamus match we'll talk about later. But. Pardon me. This match here, where he doesn't win the title, he's used perfect. This is where, see, in 2011, where Kane was used most effectively in the CM Punk Daniel Bryan feud. Mm-hmm. It was like two technical wrestlers, and then every so often, when it looked like one of them was building steam, this big giant comes in and just goes, SWAT. Like, I'm bigger than you. What are you going to do about it? And that's, that is the way Big Show should be booked. I'm bigger than you. What are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm. I'm kind of sort of 50-50 with that kind of booking for Big Show because he just seems like a bit of a third wheel in yeah. what was a v- already a very great feud between Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar. So I think, I mean, it was good to sort of have him in there, you know, add that sort of X-factor sort of booking to it. But on the other hand, again, did he really need to be there? Well, but maybe just to mix up the... I'll, I'll defend him and say yes. SummerSlam's the massive show. And then obviously you've got the upcoming Lesnar Kurt Angle Iron Man classic so because at this point uh, Lesnar and Angle are still faces yeah so you need that you need that difference so it's not just the same match Mm. and I think Big Show being in there because it gives maybe like Kurt Angle or Brock Lesnar if one of them pins Big Show Gives the other one an yeah. excuse. It's a very, it's a very good point. If yeah. it was, a, if it was this happened at SummerSlam, you can maybe argue about Big Show not being in it. But as Ross said, because it was at yeah. a B pay per view, it makes a lot more sense yeah. to save the big match for the Big Show. It's, it's pretty funny because you show. Yeah, the Big Show. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because you'd think that Big Show would take the pin, but it wasn't. It was Lesnar. Lesnar took the fall in that match. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You wouldn't so, get that nowadays. No, you wouldn't. No, no, no. <laughs> but uh, hell of a match. About fifty minutes long. Like definitely worth watching. So after this, they take sort of Big Show out of the sort of main event and upper mid card, and he's in. He's feuding for the US title with Eddie Guerrero. Does any of you remember how this, what kind of happened or how this feud kind it, of started? It was kind of just. Uh, it was almost like t- just toilet humor and really childish <laughs> jokes and stuff. Because yeah. remember there was a, I think there was a moment where I think Eddie ordered a big bag of burritos and Big Show ate them, but he didn't realize there was some hot sauce uh, it was like lax th- this is sort of McMahon's mentality not only is the obviously the guy's Mexican with his name Jose but comes in with a big sombrero and he's like I'm here delivering uh, burritos oh. <laughs> just the uh, <laughs> PC police would be all over that if that <laughs> were it's we the, must have totally humor. <laughs> it's the bit in the Simpsons where you two are playing and Homer shows up with a flat potato cap. man potato man <laughs> where the hell have you been <laughs> yeah, yes so well, basically I think he ate that entire bag of burritos and he gave him the runs and during his match with man. Orlando Jordan and he just he pretty, he pretty much he just like door he just, yeah and he kept the, yeah because he steals all the toilet yeah paper and, he's, and, <laughs> and Big Show was just on the toilet like you know just breaking it like Ross usually oh, does I know we've said it's juvenile but we're all laughing around this table about this because you know Eddie Guerrero was just a funny character I'm sorry just back to that joke David gave to me it must be nice to get these fresh quick jokes out that's what a good night's sleep in Amsterdam does to you when you go home early <laughs> Anyway, oh, I'd say jokes are plenty. Uh, Stephen, uh, what's your thoughts on this? It was great. It was, it was quite a good way to um, establish the US title as a, a mid card. Good way to get it started off because obviously Eddie was the first champion. He was, yeah. And he just won it. So it was a good way to kind of make it legitimise it a wee bit by having a solid feud. And Big Show carried that belt. It was 
so small looking one. Yeah, I know. That's what I remember. It was just this tiny sort of child's belt. <laughs> it was like a toy, practically. Yeah. And in the course of history, though, he'll always be remembered as the guy John Cena beat for his that's, 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 that's a, That is a underrated opening match. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that was a pretty good one actually. Yeah, because and moving to that sort of feud, uh, it was like. Cena comes out first to open the match. It's like the pop that Cena gets. Uh, Ross, did you watch this uh, Mania uh, live or? Yes. Uh, What's your thoughts on the match? Well, I didn't see it until about three years ago when I got the WWE Network because despite telling my father, and yes, David, I'm going to call you out here, <laughs> uh, telling my dad that it's an earlier start time. It starts at 12. All right, cool. He set up to tape at the usual time of 1am and I missed this and the classic <laughs> Fatal 4-Way Tag team match starring Lance Cade, RVD, <laughs> Booker T, Dudley Boys, Mark and Jindrak. Mark Jindrak. Oh, good God. Well, it was the reflection of perfection. Yes, yeah. the yeah. Stones, yes. But, uh, and the Dudley Boys. The, they they had like two, four way matches. Yeah. Like, the way to get everyone on the car. <laughs> yeah. The only good thing was that Scotty too hot. Before the, the arm bar was invented. Yeah. Andre Battle Royal. All right. Okay. Uh, right. Like, anyway, uh, I, I've seen the Cena <laughs> match. Uh, it's a good match. It's. Do you know what it does? It, Cena is at his best when he's a tweener. It kept Cena as a tweener. It showed someone was able to use logic to beat Big Show because this is actually Big Show's best title reign because it's a simple case of, like we said, I'm bigger than you. How are you going to beat me? Mm-hmm. He's defending this while trying to become number one contender at the WWE title. And then he... Cena has to use... You know every trick in his book to beat him, and also made Cena look incredibly strong. Yeah. Cause it's the first time we see him uh, AA or FU as it was at the time. Big Show. Do you yeah. think this was like the first sign that David uh, that um, this was like John Cena as it could be a main event? Yeah, this is the first time John Cena slays the Beast story, copy and paste here, <laughs> on, here on in um, happened. Like John Cena versus a giant, he manages to pick him up for the FU. Oh no, who knew he could do that? Well, since the Big Show, we've always known he can do that. He's incredibly strong. But I do think Big Show served as the perfect foil for John Cena to beat for his first title because at this point he did have, as Ross was pointing out, more legitimacy than he had had, had done in the previous year. So it did feel like a big win at the time for John Cena and set him in the right course. Right. Well, uh, Cena was obviously super over at the time. He was getting a lot of popularity with his rapper gimmick and stuff. And I think everybody wanted to see him eventually win the United States Championship or the... well. Well, the month before he was actually in the number one contenders match for the yeah, WWE title. Because I remember watching them, and those, those were really good matches. Like, really underrated as well. But I will say, I did have WrestleMania 20 on DVD, so I've watched this match a few times. And it's just... It does sort of have the old formula. The, the, the heel giant dominates the, the popular babyface for most of it, but then the babyface gets... Um, like creative in a sort of screwy way, so he hits yeah. him with like one of his knuckle dusters, and then... AAs him or FUs him twice and then yeah, he the FUs him the first time he kicks yeah. out and then he uses and then the he hits them with the, the brass knucks and then yeah that's how he wins it but yeah crack an opening match definitely right. Right, we're going to sort of like like flash forward to uh, the, the time when he was teaming with Kane because yeah, he, he went away for a bit didn't he yeah he did yeah, yeah. this is when he cried as he chokeslammed <laughs> Kurt Angle to his death <laughs> yeah because he got fired yeah, yeah. 
and then he comes back as a baby face and uh, which sort of skip all that because it's kind of did he not get his head shaved as well after getting shot he, by yeah, a tranquilizer yeah he did he gets shot by a tranquilizer yeah that was about a 5 out of 10 big show cry when I do remember like because like all of these guys are just it's like JBL and his sort of posse and he just like does the whole sort of yeah. big man thing where he throws them all off Aye. but then he teams with Kane yep, and then which is fantastic <laughs> I love this tag team this was yeah, the kind of big show with the first tag team champions yeah. I ever saw yeah. getting into wrestling and they felt like a big deal it's the first First time, like I can remember, Big Show feeling like a big deal. Big Show and Kane, the giant Redwoods, no. as Jr. called at WrestleMania 22. How are you going to take these guys down? And they were just put well, perfectly. The spirit Squad. Oh, you need well, that's, that's a bad <laughs> ending to it. Despite the cheerleaders yeah. that you've got. Yeah, it. but it's a really good story because they do have this destructive force going over and causing chaos over in SmackDown, beating their champions in Eminem, taking out Batista uh, and Rey Mysterio, managing to beat Batista and Rey Mysterio well, in a match at Armageddon. They didn't, they didn't just take beat Medista. they destroyed him yeah. on a weekly basis and like, yeah. it destroyed him and, and then the double choke slam as well it was such an effective finisher for the two of them because they both used right, it regularly on the on the on the, on the, on the car on yeah the car yeah I remember that and one and talk about like good use of shared entrance music the well it's the big show followed by the title from Kane it's just absolutely phenomenal and like we're talking about underrated Wrestlemania openers big show and Kane versus Carlito and Chris Masters one of the most underrated uh, WrestleMania openers of all time. It's uh, made the crowd pop, made them happy to see these despicable heels beaten. All fun and games. That's right. not cool. We'll start running out of time uh, just before we get to the break, so I'm going to just throw this to you, Dave, because you wanted to talk about it, that I had to put it yeah. into my notes. <laughs> the Hell in a Cell match, DX versus Vince McMahon and Big Show. Well, You've got a minute. <laughs> yeah, this was when you could tell ECW wasn't going to be con- is con- uh, is considered a big bigger brand as Raw and SmackDown because you have the ECW champion coming over to a Raw pay per view and serving as the third uh, man in a McMahon feud. However, it did give us the lovely moment of seeing Vince McMahon's head go up Big Show's behind, which is just a great image for the big guy. Served to embarrass Vince McMahon. Big Show is sort of supplementary to the feud, of course, but it still is a very memorable moment. Uh, what's your thoughts quick thoughts on this match well, I've watched <laughs> yeah. that match a few times and just that image with Big Show's head literally going so far up yes. Big backside I mean that's I mean it was funny to watch and it just uh, I think that's got Vince McMahon yeah, all over it but in terms of Hell in a Cell matches it's very very low yeah, yeah. The I, only, I only watch that match so much because it follows uh, the retirement of the greatest professional wrestler of all time in Trish Stratus so. yeah, <laughs> it's Stephen says it's not a hell in a cell match had it been a, like, an anything goes match yeah. it would have been a great match but it is it, it's a funny match it embarrassed McMahon which is something his sibling his uh, spouse don't take on very well it's always, <laughs> he, McMahon always will not make himself look the dafty but mm-hmm. let's see Stephanie mm-hmm. do that yeah fun fact as well Big Show is actually the, the first man in history to hold the WWE WCW and ECW World Championships oh. yeah. he's the only man. man yeah only man it's funny as well because that Hell in a Cell that, that was the first time it got extended up mm-hmm. and no one like promoted it because I don't think that's almost I'm done as yeah. well no, JR only mentioned it like yeah. briefly as the match was about to start they said oh the cell's much taller now and it's uh, stronger yeah. and it's scarier that's, that was about it really yeah, did they not come into this feud because it was like McMahon no it was Unforgiven but the SummerSlam before it was the McMahon's VDX and yeah. then they had like Finlay and JBL and yeah, they had like all everyone MVP, and then eventually it was him post match that attacked him. Also, quietly, just before we move on, he had a really underrated uh, 
match at Cyber Sunday with uh, John Cena and King Booker uh, right after this for uh, it was the Champions vs Champion match which I think is a really good concept they should bring back in this era of the, well they have brought it back for the Survivor Series uh, head to head but this was sort of the precursor to that the well, first thing you see yeah, three champions go head to head uh, one of the titles was held up for grabs because I felt like once that happened it was like oh it's all for the world title mm. it's sort of you knew King Booker was yeah winning. dictated the should do that with NXT no. they definitely should do that well, they just did the Worlds Collide tournament yeah Alright, so finishing up quickly on the Ruthless Aggression era, how many turns do you think you've done in this one? 13. 13. <laughs> <laughs> right, David? Four. I think this is less, I think this is three. I'm going to stick with seven. Ooh, it was five. Ah. This was the least he turns he'd done in this period. I was in closest. five year period. He'd done more in his uh, three year period of Attitude Eris and uh, Ramley's five. Anyway, so that's us. We're just going to go on a quick break. So. On the break, you'll listen to The Big Show versus Floyd Mayweather and the way in to build up to their match at WrestleMania 24. I nearly forgot what Mania it was. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll come back with a lovely panel and hopefully you stick with us. Hi everyone, I'm Billy Kirkwood. Relax, it's the same for everyone. And you're listening to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Jam that on all your holes. Feel it, JR. You said it. What kind of fireworks were you Gentlemen, see? as a reminder, this is the way in, and I do mean the way in. and appreciate some semblance of decorum. So first up, let's get right on the scale. Mr. Mayweather, you're up. Show if you would please. Big Show may have eaten meals that weigh more than that. The size of those feet. The Big Show weighs oh. in at 441.4 pounds. Oh my gosh! Easy. Now I see that Floyd has brought along his posse, right? Well, now I'd like to bring out my posse. Wow. That's a large posse. WWE Superstars of Raw. CW and from Friday Night Smackdown. See, but the question that I keep bringing up to you is, is the risk really worth it? That's the part you're not understanding. There's only going to be two scenarios. Two. The first scenario, if I decide to take pity on you, I'll just embarrass you, and you'll live to fight another day. Now, scenario two, if you continue to disrespect me, you continue to ignore the fact that I weigh more than 300 pounds than you, then I'm going to guarantee that you never box again. 
respect. I respect what you have done in the WWE. But I don't respect you as a human being. WrestleMania 24, the biggest and the best ever. I will break your jaw. Hey, this is the best, the beautiful, the only Emily Hayden, and you're listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Well, it's a big show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Welcome back to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. I'm your host this week. Andy Mitchell, and I'm joined by my fabulous panel, David Campbell, David Hockney, Stephen Wilson, Ross, <laughs> and Quacku. Thank you very much to Billy Kirkwood for that soundbite. He was interviewed this week. Definitely check it out. And we're going back to talking about the big show. As we just heard, it was the Floyd Mayweather big show sort of feud. What's your thoughts on this, guys? Who remembers this? I'll go. I'll start with you, Stephen. Oh, your, I, I really like this in hindsight yeah. as well. I mean, you tell us how it started, actually. Uh, uh, well, essentially, Big Show made his return, and he was kind of picking on Rey Mysterio, who was whose friend. I didn't realise they were friends. Floyd Mayweather was in the front row. So, <laughs> just before you quickly started, Big Show does come out as a face, and then attacks Mysterio like that. Yeah, and it's also Big Show. Does that count as a turn? Yeah, and then so that. Then Mayweather comes in, punches the Big Show, legitimately punches the Big Show. Big Show is that part was a part of the raging with it, and then they have this whole sort of feud. Which Big Show turns again? <laughs> because Mayweather, uh, well, you say that, but I've seen a video where Big Show basically says that he said to Floyd to make everyone buy into it. I want you to break my nose. Yeah, doing it in a professional way. Yeah, I think it was the way he did it. He said, he said, like, it's sort of halfway between the two because he's like, break my nose, don't go through my head uh, and don't do that. But then he was like, by the way, run as fast as you can after you do it because I'm going to be fuming. So, like, yeah, it's a combination it, of the yeah, two. Yeah, I did read into it where he was saying it was like he wanted a legit sort of reason for this to pay off and he was like, you need to yeah. hit me in the face. Uh, David, uh, uh, it made for an excellent build to WrestleMania because obviously. With WrestleMania, you ha- it's a it's a cultural thing as well, not just a wrestling show. So getting the sign of celebrity involvement in as well, I think that was a, a good way to do it. But honestly, again, Big Show was flip flopping with his face turn and heel turn literally as soon as he came back. It was uh, it was it was kind of difficult to follow at times. But I think having Mayweather come off as the heel, it to be to be it's just cool though. To be to be fair though, it's like. I think they realised when they had the Mayweather in his house with all the money, like, we cannot have this guy as a face. Yeah, yeah. he's not a face, though. He's like Mayweather, the thing about Mayweather, he incorporates wrestling elements into his act. He want, You tune into a Floyd Mayweather fight, fight to see if he's finally going to get beat. You don't see tune in to see Mayweather win. Like, he's the man with all the money in the world. Who roots for that? But I do remember the thing I want to say about this, it was just cool. I remember being in the playground at the time and I came in and it's like, oh, Floyd Mayweather broke the big show's nose last night. You're checking out on WWE.com. And you're just like coming in, even people in the playground, like, who's Floyd Mayweather? I don't know. <laughs> oh, he's a boxer. He's amazing. There's always that one guy who says he goes to boxing classes in the playground. He's like, oh, Floyd Mayweather, he's a fantastic boxer, never loses a great, you know what I mean? And my, then it's just like, cool. he's he knows him. He's yeah. beat him. It's always good <laughs> when, when pop culture and wrestling cross over in the right ways. It's always, it always makes for a fantastic view. Oh, so the, and he actually made it rain at WrestleMania as well, but I'm thinking that's like, that's get it up what? your level of money right there. I liked as even though it was 
the big match in the whole, like the whole sports. Yeah. Uh, it had all the different the boxing elements to it. They didn't have it closed, which was good. They made that mistake at WrestleMania 11 when they had Bam Bam Bigelow and yeah. Taylor main event. I mean, what a bad main event yeah. for WrestleMania. <laughs> this, the kind of you, we can put this maybe in that kind of spot that WWE do now, like in the middle main event type one. Yeah. People will watch it, it's going to get eyes on the product and then later on we'll have Edge, Undertaker, close out. And they also did a good thing in the pre-match package. I believe that they had people like Evander Holyfield like tuning in in the fight, like making it seem as though it was legitimate in the video package doing interviews. Like, oh, I don't know if Floyd, he's never faced anyone this big. Like, so it's like, it's just really cool how they incorporated both boxing and wrestling elements into the match. Yeah, something actually... Seeing Floyd Mayweather's the lead up to his fight with Conor McGregor, I can't remember the exact boxing magazine it was, but there was a boxing magazine and one of the articles said, this match is about as legitimate as his match for Big Show. <laughs> In fact, Big Show is at least a trained boxer. I would rather see him face Big Show. <laughs> I think this, uh, he counts this in his undefeated streak. I, I, I wouldn't. I, I mean, I well, think hey, well, if he's going to include that match you had recently, he needs to include this. Yeah, I mean, in but, fairness, Ricky Hatton uh, still includes the the Matt Classic he had with Chavo Guerrero and <laughs> <Manchester. laughs> what's this? Sir? The yeah, Matt, yeah. Uh, Ricky yeah. Hatton uh, fought Chavo Guerrero. It was, yeah, in, the, it was in the guest uh, GM era of Raw where Ricky Hatton no, was guest like, GM. Uh, during this point, I stopped watching. He got right. He got right. Put Kendrick on the one two three. God. Anyways, any other quick thoughts on that? I get, it, it sort of just plays into the whole celebrity culture with it as well because like obviously the year before you had Donald Trump involved in this big marquee match even though it wasn't the main event and then President the year, Donald Trump oh, <laughs> yeah. Hall of Famer President Donald Trump <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds wrong when you do, say do you know what's weird uh, just to quickly go off tangent quickly like in 2004's Royal Rumble was like uh, Ventura comes out and he's like starts saying I'm going to run for president he goes up to Donald Trump and he's like he like, would you endorse me kind of thing? And he's like, I would love to see like a wrestler in the White House. And technically, uh, you know, Trump did wrestle. Did, uh, and he's a Hall of Famer. Has, has there not been rumours saying that The Rock might actually consider running? I, I don't think yeah, he, well, will. He, he never will. If uh, any wrestler is to run, it's Funaki. Friendliest wrestler on the planet should run for president. Do you think if, uh, if I'm in the Rock, number one yeah. president? <laughs> yeah. That's my favourite part of every WWE pay per view is when you get Funaki and his weed commentary oh, partner from the Japanese single like, like, oh, yeah, it's great. It's Mr. Yamaguchi. Is it? A choppy, choppy, pee pee. Oh, Anyways, going back to this uh, WrestleMania 24 feud. <laughs> Before uh, we go back to World War II again. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways, this uh, pay per view had over 1 million orders and it grossed $23.8 million. Do you think Floyd Mayweather had something to do with that? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, all, it's all Big Show. Big Show's all tuned in for Paul White. Damn it. episode's about the Big Show and God damn it. The returning Paul White as well. It's his first media. Yeah, he lost a lot of weight as well. He lost, uh, he lost about, what, 60 pounds, I think? Yeah, he lost something. He was trained to be an actual boxer at the time. This is when the knockout punch finished. Because he left for a bit, didn't he? Yeah. He had a couple of like matches against uh, like jobbers as well on SmackDown shows, and he just that's when he debuted the sort of knockout punch. Can we talk about the knockout punch for a minute. I mean, come on, what is it with the knockout punch? I mean, come on, it's the stupidest, silliest, well, the thing irrelevant, most irrelevant finisher well, the thing on the planet. Punching, 
is illegal in, in wrestling. No, but it's no, though. <laughs> it's one of those rules that just went out the window. It's yeah. like recently with the tag team division, they've begun to enforce the rules that were like actually there before, they just never paid attention to. It's like punching in WWE wasn't paid attention to since like the early 2000s. Like no one cared. And Big Show like still hits you harder during the match with like other slaps. The slaps would be more effective than this big stupid looking slow punch to the face that you can see coming out of nowhere. I could dodge it and I'm about as fast as like a snail yeah. like putting like that- a line of Cocaine. That, 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 that <laughs> hell of an image there, David. Because it would burn. Like, you know, David, 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 you're like, you were a bit red. Uh, oh, I'm annoyed about it. <laughs> that punch did take out half of the Royal Rumble in 2015. Tough behave. Can I just say, like, on the, the point of the punch? Um, <laughs> Great name for a the, podcast. Uh, the, the point of the punch. <laughs> boxing podcast coming soon. Um, <laughs> I always go to the Paul Heyman logic of like if, it, if it's a convincing person any finisher's convincing yeah. he, he talked about Mark Henry the size and strength of Mark Henry tell the rest of the roster you're not allowed to do a side headlock and have Mark Henry do a side headlock to just choke people out and just that's his move the big show's big punch look at the size of the big show that's we talked about it in the other half I'm bigger than you and now he's trained yeah. as a boxer the uh, weight behind that hand yes yeah. they might just the weight the size of the hand as well so as big as like your head. It's funny you should say that. You all make convincing arguments, but like, oh, you just uh, look at it and you just don't feel the end of the match, is there? Honestly, clearly you've never see, seen the see. Simone Spike or the Cobra. The co- both better moves. Excuse me. All right. Do not put the Simone Spike in the same bracket as the Cobra. The Simone Spike. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to like, start a thing and so we can move on. Uh, <laughs> we, could, this argument the Spike <laughs> we could talk about this all day about uh, the big show's hands. Funny enough, I always remember Jim Ross always saying, look at the size of his hands. They're big. And I was like, why do you have to mention that Jim Ross? <laughs> yes, you know, he's called yeah, the Mike Show. We all know he's a guy. So, anyways, moving on quickly. Uh, I kind of watch, stopped watching wrestling at this point, so you guys are going to have to fill me in. Jerry Show. Oh, brilliant. Okay, I'm getting Ross. Team. You want to. So, Edge gets injured and he needs a tag partner and he pulls out the Big Show from out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> just pulls and, him out of his pocket. Like, yeah, the, <laughs> from out of nowhere. And uh, the first match just goes to show how incredible he would be as a tag partner because he is he manages to a blind tag halfway across the ring and then he starts to debut the spear and that big uh, colossal yeah. clutch he used to do and he's just he's he's lost a lot of weight at this point so he's faster he's quicker he's got the punch that david clearly loves <laughs> and he's just he's a he's a different big show and the team with jericho with a Jericho's trademark smarmy I'm better than you this was still you know best in the world era Jericho mm-hmm. and then Big Show being there to back him up he, it's like the for those that haven't seen it it's sort of like a Leo Rush Bobby Lashley on on today Leo Rush will talk and brag and annoy you to no end and if you try to get to him well there's this big muscle bound freak show behind him yeah perfectly complimenting each other yeah, yeah. It was not hard to make it something good at the big show because then it followed that horrendous affair with Vicky Guerrero. Uh, <laughs> yeah, another no, world title match he was shoehorned into. Yeah, it was brought the big show on. It was a, yeah, it was a, a, quite a surprising reveal as well on the, the day itself because it was Night of Champions 2009 and they were going up against Legacy. And But the, the, the funny thing is, Big Show was actually penciled to be in the, uh, what was a, it was a six-pack challenge for the US title. So you thought, well, Big Show's already in a match, it's probably not going to be him. And then with the big reveal itself, you think, oh, okay, so what's going to happen with the, the US title match now? They got but, Primo. Yep. 
big show for Primo. What a trade. Yeah, and once again, I completely agree with what Ross is saying. Like, they complemented each other's personality and they, they hid each other's weaknesses. You could have uh, Jericho do most of the talking and then you could have Big Show come in and do what he does best, is be a big destructive force. And one of the best images of what you're talking about is when I think they were in a ladder match a TLC match and like Jericho TLC yeah yeah, and he goes up on the shoulders to get the like without a use of a ladder just goes in Big Show's shoulders to try to retrieve the belt it's fantastic do you think this is sort of uh, because it's quite similar to the Undertaker and Big Show sort of tag team no I disagree no 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 wait wait, let me finish Uh, it's like the Big Show sort of the enforcer do you think Chris Jericho has sort of uh, remembered that and thought you know I'm going to do this better and do better promos I think Chris Jericho (laughs) Chris Jericho's smaller than the Undertaker and he's less yeah, of a defensive star. You know, Big Show's there as this big enforcing guy. I, I get, I get, I get what you mean, but I think it was done better in this case. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Also, again, great mess music. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Meant to say that. Yeah. I think the, the, the original the king of that. The original version was a bit rubbish at first, but then when they got Maylene and the Sons of Disaster to cover it, it just sounded so much better. Like it was like, like I think it was even featured on one of their CD releases as well. You know, they released like the CDs of entrance musics and stuff and I think this was the last track on it it was it's one of my favourites mm. now of all time best tag team theme song okay right oh so and you know that ladder yeah, spot where Jericho was on Big Show's <laughs> shoulders that ended up as a botch like Jericho was supposed to go through a table but he missed it uh thank you David uh <laughs> <laughs> so sincere that was listening that was no no it was good no no uh, I just, do, uh, just, I do you dismiss my facts no you've got good facts mate. Uh, facts so just quickly finishing with the PG era uh turns what's your guesses this time I'll start uh, with Brossy I will go I will go stick the lucky number 7 ok uh, I will go 6 I'll go 6 5 8 I don't think I'm actually quite good but would you think <laughs> actually Jero should not care. One billion dollars. One billion, right. uh, Ross again is right. Yeah, what yes. is this? By the way, um, I, think you, for, I think you might have to steal your moniker for predictions. Just for just for reality era, I'm going to go seven as well, just so you. Know. <laughs> okay, right. I'll try and not show you that. The answer for the next one is Tom Brock. Tom Brock. Just, just give oh, a message. All right. Already. So we're moving on to reality era. So this is 2011. So I wanted to throw in with the Daniel Bryan cashing. Uh, essentially they were like friends and Brian as I remember as this was the time I started getting back into wrestling because uh, of the, the rock showed up so you know brings in the fans and makes it so, <laughs> so essentially Brian is saying they won't cash in on uh, Big Show and then essentially Big Show wins the title against Mark Henry uh, 45 seconds later can someone just jump in and tell us what happens good Daniel Bryan catches in in Big Show because Big Show's an idiot and believed Daniel Bryan once again, showing that he's the least intelligent <laughs> professional wrestler on the planet. To be fair, eight years on, you're kind of thinking, yeah, that makes sense. It does yeah. make this is the This is essentially the start of the uh, yes sort of chance. Mm-hmm. No, that was WrestleMania, I think. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. He starts it. Oh, right. It was meant to be an annoying thing at first when he was like meant to do it repetitively. It was meant to... It was because he kind of had... On the Brian, when Brian was meant to look like this, they made Brian look like this big deal as a fake baby face because Punk comes out the next night going like, I've got Brian as champ and Ryder as oh, this, you know. Uh, me and my indie darlings have taken over finally. But, but uh, why did the. I don't understand why Big Show had to win the belt here. Could Mark, mm. could Mark Henry not have somehow won and then. Because Mark Henry was injured and then they could have had Brian I cash think, on. Like, you see them, the, there's the triple threat match at the Royal Rumble and obviously they were going to turn Brian heel. I think they thought. <laughs> Henry's injury was a bit more serious than it is because Mark Henry does have a sort of thing that he'll not get injured but when he does get injured he's out for a while 
Mm-hmm. I think they thought, oh God, like he's he's out. Yeah. We need to at least take the title off him. So we've got so Big Show has a reason to go for the belt because I think he what was it like a DQ and a non-finish with the, the ring exploding. So yeah, he, he got so time. he got so close to winning it twice. I think this was like the culmination because Henry was actually injured. Even with the money in the bank cash and he does the Hulk Hogan light kick out and all for that. Yeah, ah, he kicks yeah. in free, doesn't he? Yeah, he kicks in free. I wonder if that was McMahon that told him. <laughs> Probably. Ah, that was it. And that's the thing with cash-ins as well. The, the opponent's got to get on their feet, but Big Show was still flat on his back mm-hmm. and he just, Brian just ran over and Is that an official rule? No, the bell, right? they, sort of, they go back like, and forth with that, don't they? I think yeah, the only other time they've not done it is when it was Triple H and it's Crooked Efficient. Yeah. It was actually Brian himself that was on the dick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, uh, like I said, that was the shortest ever world title reign by Big Show. 45 seconds. So we'll quickly move on to his first ever ICW Championship. ICW. 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 What? 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 <laughs> Big Show Steven, screams. Steven, did you know about not remember this? Sorry. Uh, trip to the... Oh, what, what a WrestleMania at the garage we had. Just roll with it. Okay. His first intercontinental... I don't know what the W stands for. Championship. Uh, <laughs> he's always put against like smaller guys. He's always quite good as a, an effective sort of sympathetic babyface, because you know, like with Brian and then Cody Rhodes. Uh, David, which this is the on perfect storyline because it acknowledges how <laughs> stupid and bad Big Show was up until this point. <laughs> Cody Rhodes basically says what I was thinking and what every fan around the world was thinking. Your career has been a series of maybes and almost moments and failures, and you will never take this intercontinental title from me. So it rallies you behind Big Show because you're kind of like. It's true, but you can do it, son. Like, go and beat him. And this is Cody Rhodes, peak Cody Rhodes, when he should have been uh, pushed to the the sky after this feud because he carries Big Show too. It's a bit harsh to say carries Big Show too, but it's one of the best WrestleMania feuds Big Show has ever had. It's a memorable match. How Big Show was the title, a bit underwhelming, but yeah. overall, very good feud. So, this is actually quite weird as well. Cody Rhodes, obviously, acknowledging your, your maybes and all that. He's like, you've not won at WrestleMania, and two years before, you maybe could have gave him, you know, you could have taken away the one because Kane got the pin. Mm-hmm. But you're like, I'm sorry, the past two years, he's he's actually won at Mania. Like, he pinned, he slated the year before. Yeah. He, he won, he didn't get the pin, he helped, he assisted Miz to get the pin yeah. at 26. But like, he has technically won at three, I mean, he's lost about seven, but you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's got a bit of his, now he's got about as good a WrestleMania <laughs> record as Shawn Michaels has. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. missed a WrestleMania, so. Uh, no, I, I think the, the way they sort of built that storyline definitely it, it, it made sense. I think I think it was just trying to acknowledge that it was one v one matches that he wasn't winning. Yeah. But the fact they had tag teams and other other people helping him that's kind of what was good. But I like the, the the sort of preface of the story. Although I kind of wish you know if there hadn't been Big Show hadn't had so many tag team matches at Mania, I think maybe it would have had a bit more a bit more of a hit to it. And mm-hmm. the the payoff it made sense. You know, I think Big Show finally getting his. Big one v one win. Didn't it kind of end in a botch? I can't I remember. No, does he not oh, go for the beautiful disaster and he, he goes he for the punch? Knocks him out. Yeah, knocks him out. Yeah, because they had the rematch. Uh, next one, and then he. Kinda... A, no, the, the ending was a. Uh, I think it was. Was that? It looked like a botch, but I'm not yeah. sure because he was hanging on the apron and then steps on a table and breaks it. No, that's, yeah, a, that, that's, that's, that's in the rematch which yeah, that, I was about yeah. to say David <laughs> anyway Stephen you, uh... yeah so in the next one he kind of steps on the table and the table is matching extreme rules and that's how he loses it which kind of again makes Big Show look absolutely stupid oh his face as well it was like the, it was like the dirt face as well it was like dirt it's, it, 
It's like, how can we make a big man like that look so stupid they, so many times? They did the right thing in the build-up to that rematch. It was like Big Show doing the opposite of what Rhodes was doing. Like, haha, look at all these uh, failures from Cody Rhodes over the years. So it's like, yeah, Big Show's finally got the upper hand of someone. Nope, steps through a table. And then he turns heel again. <laughs> Which we'll quickly go on to. He became the 12 Grand Slam champion after he won that IC not W championship <laughs> uh, so yeah he ends up imagine getting Big Show in the garage that'd be amazing <laughs> would be actually she'd be in the rock room upstairs <laughs> so he gets into a feud with Sheamus um, I'm going to throw it to you Stephen what were your thoughts on this because he turns again heel this, for the yeah, time. I'm quite glad I did you skipped the heel turn involving John Laurinaitis <laughs> oh, and yeah, Clay just... which was but this, this feud with Sheamus is probably one of his best feuds mm. In WWE, the match him and they two have where he beats Sheamus for the belt is probably Big Show, one of his, probably up there, one of his greatest matches. I said that, and his match he has with uh, Roman Reigns in yep. 2000. At this point in his career, he's, he's starting to get so out some good matches. It's a solid match, it's just two big guys just knocking lumps out of each other because I think we all, at this point, Sheamus' world title run had got quite stale. Mm-hmm. He started awfully. Yeah, he started awfully. I don't really think we really recovered. Seamus is an overly friendly baby face, it's just boring, but when you put him up against a Titan and you put it as two Titans of the game, Big Show and Shane, I love that word Titan. And they, they, they had the thing where they brought out the wee ar- they, they brought out the wee arcade machine, like the wee punching bag machine with the Oh, the, oh I've stolen your bit. Oh. <laughs> I like Quacky going to explain it because it's so funny. I, I just remember randomly watching this one because this was during my hiatus kind of thing. I just remember watching that SmackDown and Sheamus did the bro kick on that arcade punch back thing. Yeah. And he, she, uh, Big Show was meant to use the knockout punch and he kept on saying, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it until Sheamus keeps on going to the mid. Then he does the, this big uh, punch on it and then completely sense it. I just remember that and I was laughing my head off at how serious Big Show looks just punching it. I remember even watching it as a wee guy and thinking I really hope the bro kick beats this stupid ass punch in this week more if the punch wins a riot. I I quite actually enjoyed this feud because this was when Dolph Ziggler was at his most over and he was Mr Money in the Bank and he was actually floating about this feud because he had uh, when Del Rio was injured he had filled in and fought for the world title on pay-per-view. He was right at the cusp. He was about to become world champion and he was actually floating about saying to Big Show, I wouldn't get uh, much like last time. I wouldn't get too comfortable with that title again. You, you thought, they're going to do it again. They're going to do it again. And actually, really, it was a really good heel run for Big Show because he, they looked as dominant as he did in his US title run because he was like, I'd love to see someone try win this for me, which is, you know what we were talking about earlier I'm bigger than you mm. come take this with me it's like just him holding your head and <laughs> while you swing wildly <laughs> at the wind yeah great match I think leading up to this it's meant to be hell in a cell yeah. and then much that WWE tends to do sometimes they just go it's a non-title now or uh, I, by the way it's uh, yeah. it's uh, not hell in a cell and actually actually did a lot better just as a normal match yeah. I don't think anyone was expecting anything because as Stephen said Sheamus is the Del Rio feud went on for ages. Mm. Uh, David, what was your thoughts on the Sheamus feud and uh, touching on uh, Alberto Del Rio as well? Yeah, I was, I was quite taken aback when I realised that you know this match wasn't going to be a Hell in a Cell match because maybe just for the sake of the the pay per view or whatever. But the only Hell in a Cell that match was CM Punk right back. Mm. 
I mean, we could have done with a better Hell in a Cell match, but hey ho, we'll just oh, deal with it. How bad but, is that? Yeah, I think now that was the time where I think you know the Big Show. He was um, he'd come close numerous times that year to winning the title as well. But I think getting it off of Sheamus definitely was the the way to go. But then we got that uh, that infamous chairs match a bit later on as well with the the massive chair. Was that not the first chairs match? No, no, no they had. It was like the third or fourth, but Cheers match I'm, is the worst stipulation in WWE. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. but that, like, we talked about, Quacko said earlier, the power behind a big show punch yeah. and the weight behind a big show punch. If he picked up a big ass chair and hit you with it <laughs> across the back, it's keeping you down for three. Such a silly ending. No, it's realistic. It's like an overpowered Super Smash Brothers weapon, the big ass chair from Big Show. <laughs> Don't you dare talk to me about Super Smash Bros after last week. <laughs> no, I, just, I destroyed you. Like, I'm a winner. What can I say? Uh, but one of the things uh, uh, about uh, the Seamus and the Big Show was you have. Big Show and Sheamus, I don't see how they could have used the Hell in a Cell structure, really. I think Hell in a Cell works, but you have sort of a smaller guy in there who can get tossed about into the steel. Mm. Two big guys in it, I don't think it's going to work because you're not going to see them go to the top of it. Anyway. Big Show could throw Sheamus around, don't you think? I think Sheamus hurt himself. I'd be worried. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I know, all the welts on his back. He's you know, yeah, a lot more uh, visible. Right. <laughs> all right, quickly moving on, Fred. We're going to talk about his turned face again. <laughs> you know, keep counting because I'm going to ask you at the end. And he's feuding with the authority. Uh, David, <laughs> uh, what is your thoughts on this? Actually, no, tell us about this. Uh, it was basically just the authority was just beating Big Show around the bush and he was just crying for most of it. I mean, just... I was just about to say, was like, what's the, the moment you remember the most? Just, it's just the ridiculous crying, the amount of crying that was going on. But just when you thought it couldn't get worse with his um, his sort of interaction with John Laurinaitis the year before as well. Like, you thought that was the low point, but no, this was just even more disparaging. Yeah, I don't know what was the low point, the crying or the match he had with Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, I'm actually going to give you a back insight into some of production work. Now, the first all-women show that we've done, I ducked, as you all remember, I doctored Stephanie McMahon's speech about the Women's Royal Rumble, and I decided to put in some key words about talking about our all-women show. So I got bits from, like, Stephanie saying say and then Randy Orton then put them together to make Sarah but then I wanted to get a bit where she said we're going to host the all women's show so the bit where I get show is Stephanie McMahon talking to the big show and I was laughing my head off the there is a segment wherein <laughs> Stephanie makes Big Show cry because she says, I'm going to make your family lose all their money and their house. And Big Show starts to cry. Now, crying in television can either do two things for you. It can make you feel sorry and empathetic when it's done right, like Jimmy Kimmel with Cecil the Lion. Or it can make you laugh when it's that bad. Watch this. It's, it's heartbreaking. But Or oh it can God. make you laugh to the high heavens. I have never laughed so much than watching Big Show attempt to express a basic human emotion and sadness <laughs> in this let's, segment. Let's not lie though. How much money would you pay to have seen him instead of crying just turn just knock it out? Punch that's him. what you wanted him. To, that's what you wanted him to it do. It was like the reaction blooming on Raw a couple of weeks ago when Becky Lynch was about Becky Lynch hitter. Yeah. The crowd were just going mental oh, yeah. for it and just like hitting again. See when they used these emotions effectively was like he didn't 
full on. <laughs> this, the sound he makes it sounds like a whale that stubbed his toe. Yeah, it was like Alan from the third Hangover movie but, went after his intervention. This is what's so just frustrating. They tried to turn him into Daniel Bryan, and I'm not, it's not anything yeah. against the guy, but he's no Daniel Bryan. Yeah. He's no I, an underdog. You're Daniel right. Daniel Bryan when Daniel Bryan was big. Yeah, yeah you yeah, had Daniel, Daniel Bryan. There. Just put him in that role. It's yeah. like you say, Ross. He's best when he's a killer. When he's a killer and he's a monster, and they try to turn him into a blubbering mess who all of a sudden has a family. I don't want to know if he has a family. I want to know he lives in the woods and he eats raw steak for his dinner and then comes out and kills people in the wrestling ring. I don't care about his family. See, the thing is... I hope he isn't listening to this. <laughs> yeah. The next... Like David the, Campbell. Oh, we're a home crack right now. <laughs> yeah, that's it, David. You set him up. Thank God I'm not there to listen to it because right. it's horrible. No, no. David, David says that and his auntie says a single tear runs down his cheek. <laughs> um, the next week they get the manipulate him <laughs> into knocking out Dusty Rhodes. And that's an effect use but see when they just make him cry for a good 10 minutes Whoa. as he's as he's singlet ra- reaches over <laughs> so there's also a nip slip as well during this crying segment you're just like see, see the, what the hell is this see the thing about it is he then joins the authority like a year later <laughs> surely he could have joined the authority here I know and it's just like it's just like and then instead of ruining the 2015 Royal Rumble was he not many have an ironclad contract at this time? Yeah. Did they ever address That's, that? Yeah, that was um, after his sort of after Lauren Ice. Lauren Ice got Lauren Ice is like, I'm going to give you an ironclad. That's the worst Johnny impression on the planet. But like, oh, I'm going to give you an ironclad contract. contract. Oh, oh, and then all of a sudden, we need it for a storyline. So this ironclad contract is off the table. Who cares? Well, can you do that impression again? Uh, I could try, but obviously I'm not very good at impressions. Tell, tell. I'm gonna give you the ironclad contract (laughs) with the big fat bonus. You sound like Randy Newman. <laughs> you got Big Show's a got a contract. <laughs> He's got on the WrestleMania. <laughs> story about Big Show. With Tuesday, <laughs> okay, I think I've lost the panel here. Uh, <coughs> right, quickly, uh, what's your final thoughts on this authority sort of thing? Uh, Horrible. Awful, awful, just awful, rubbish, awful, Andy. Awful. Just Absolutely. rubbish. Yes, David says... Daniel Bryan at his peak they try to steal the yes chance he did yeah because he was trying to get everyone to do the yes like, chance people stole historic from it's the, it's, it's, it's the thing it's, it's, it's the lead up to one of the greatest Wrestlemania wins in modern day history oh, and yeah. Yeah. terrible well Daniel Bryan is shooting with the Wyatts I think it was just an attempt which was good, by the way. I think it was just trying to they were just trying to get Bryan knocked out back down the card by replacing him with the big show like because that's why Randy Orton and Big Show had that world title match and CM Punk and Bryan the two fan favourites we're going against the Wyatt family. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like, can I? Can we just talk about that WrestleMania for a second? Scene? Can we just talk about it? No, because he turns be, uh... you again. <laughs> Keep him counting because I'm going to ask you again towards the end. Uh, yeah, so quickly moving on, we're going to sort of talk about these recent matches with Strowman. Sorry, uh, sorry, before we do that. Okay, before we do. talk about one thing. No, just just one <laughs> thing. We talked about Andre the Giant earlier, and. One year at the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, he says, I'm going to win it for Andre. And then the next year when he wins it, I want it to spite Andre. That's all I wanted to talk about. Just well, he does, uh, well WWE reason. does have a sort of, uh, you know, they forget things quite easily. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, yeah, so let's say, uh, talking about these matches with Strowman, uh, he comes back, he's lost weight again. Uh, I don't know if he's heel or face at this point. So. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> anybody, care. I don't think anybody cares. They're so, just chanting, please retire. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was actually listening to Stone. He was on Stone Cold's podcast, and he was like saying, "What's your thoughts on that?" He goes, "Look, I've won eight see, matches in the, the past best, two see years." The, see the best thing about his appearance yeah. on that Stone Cold podcast? Right. He's in the main event of that Raw with Strowman, <laughs> and then Austin spends like the first five ten minutes of this podcast going, "I'm waiting for the big show." It's like, surely if you're going to have Big Show on the Stone Cold yeah. podcast, have him early in the show <laughs> instead of saying, we're going to have a main event. Now, show, you need to run to get Austin. Okay. <laughs> just comes in going, Damn. just comes in going, ah, I'm all right. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's a weird one because this is, he has a heel and face turn within like two weeks of each other because it's like, he gets brought out by Kevin Owens uh, a couple of weeks before these matches to fight Seth Rollins and he's working as a heel and then Kevin Owens shouts at him so he hits him because <laughs> his face it's like oh good god he's done exactly the, the complete opposite of what he did the time he, he returned against Rey Mysterio yeah I do think it's I actually think it's one of the high points in Big Show's career has been this later run and fair enough there's been the inconsistency with whether he's a heel or a face but like you said, who cares at this point? That's big show. We accept it for who he is. Like, but you brought up the 2015 Extreme Rules match against Roman great, Reigns. Great match. That changed my opinion in Big Show completely because when Big Show wants to, when Big Show's motivated, he can be a fantastic worker and a really good so asset. It's, it's like half the roster. Yeah, hmm. and it, the thing is, like those matches against Strowman, it is meant to be a passing of the torch. And maybe one day we'll be talking about how they repeat the same mistakes with Strowman. I actually think it might be going that way that Strowman is becoming the new Big Show, and they are repeating the mistakes they, both they have made. Big hands. But that's yeah, but that's yeah, no fault of Big Show's own because Big Show did everything that he could in his way out uh, of a full, being a full time superstar to put Strowman over as a big deal. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed these matches with Strowman because obviously Big Show was a bit leaner, he's a bit lighter. He was actually pulling out a lot of. Uh, like technical map based yeah because like wrestling like uh, cruiserweights yeah that, that's why I really enjoyed it. it's like two two guys they're not mean they are big men but they're like big big men and uh, but seeing them doing moves like you know cru- that you'd see cruiserweights do I mean it was such a breath of fresh air and again they also they collapsed the ring as well like so <laughs> yeah, moment they there. were watching Giant Gonzalez against the great Kelly anyway it was, it was really really they cool. never faced each other uh, David just sadly. to let you know yeah. sadly it yeah. was the, one of the greatest matches although Big Show did face great Kelly at Backlash 2008 so then that was about as close yeah. as we could get <laughs> but yeah and that cage match that they had as well I mean what a way to put Strowman over and but also right off the Big Show at the same time so yeah it was definitely a, a passing of the torch moment there okay right so we've just sort of tried to cram in like 20 years of the Big Show's moments into there. Fair enough, we have missed a lot of stuff, you know. So just want to get your... Oh, you... oh, yeah, I meant to actually bring up the Akibono within the... Damn it. Within the actual Floyd Mayweather stuff. But, uh, I apologise to anyone who wanted to talk about Akibono. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm absolutely fine. I'm absolutely fine. So final thoughts... You know, looking back at his career, he is a company man. He's turned face. Oh, actually, before I finish that, uh, how many times did he turn? Seven. Six. I'm going to go nine. I'm going to go 13 again. No. It was eight. Oh! Damn it, damn it, damn it. Oh, 23 times or something. 43 times. Well, it's the big. Clearly, my math isn't great. I didn't actually write a total. It's just as well he left WCW when he did because seeing the dying days of WCW. There was like every single yeah. member on the roster had the big show treatment. 
Yeah. Yeah, imagine if he stayed for like, the last year of WCW, what we're talking about now. Yeah, Big Show in 89. <laughs> he was <laughs> a face on Nitro and a heel on Thunder. <laughs> he competed yeah. five Did, matches that night. Fair, he, might have, two as a face. he might have turned since that. That was like as far as November of last yeah. year that, that came. So I don't know how many times he's turned. So he uh, I turned. think because that he's not been back since November. No, he's not. Year. No, 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 he's not. No. Because he he's not even done like the greatest Royal Rumbles or the Saudi shows. Well, like I was saying before, like uh, he's company man, he's turned face when he's had to, oh, you know, turn face. Sorry, uh, Jesus Christ, fast. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's done two since. He, did, he, he came back as the face, <laughs> fought Randy Orton at SmackDown 999, turned heel on the new day at SmackDown 1000, and then turned face because he didn't agree on a post match beatdown show since his Arrowwood. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It was on the uh, Stunkle podcast. He said it's like just when he sent out, he's trying to big up the the you know the young guy. So he's like going face to obviously face off the heels and then going, you know, uh, he'll go on the face. I forgot what I was saying there. <laughs> Anyways, so final thoughts. How long do you think? Do you think this is a Hall of Fame worthy career? I'll start around the table. I'll go with you. David. Definitely. Um, my problems with Big Show are not to do with the man himself. They're to do with how he's been booked and how he's been portrayed. It's a Hall of Fame worthy career, like you said, spans back twenty years. Some of it was hit, some of it was missed. But at the end of the day, there's a reason we've dedicated a whole show to Big Show because he's it's a been from one generation to the next. He's passing four eras of WWE, and fair play to the guy for that. Uh, David, yeah, definitely Hall of Fame worthy. He's just probably one of the most captivating people you've had on the roster and as David said company man through and through mm -hmm. he definitely deserves it yeah 100% Hall of Famer but sooner rather than later yeah uh, when you talk about him same breath as Kane company man sacrificed his own career to put others over both in Hall of Fame with him. absolutely and how many times do you think he's going to turn uh, between now and his Hall of He'll turn during the ceremony. Big Show <laughs> will turn in his grave. I think he'll turn it on me. Oh. oh my God. Wow. All right. You nearly knocked me up my seat with that one there. That oh was... God. <laughs> okay. That's been the Big Show show. I don't know if I could finish this after you said that. Is the man still alive? He's probably crying right That's now. That's why I said Will. <laughs> He's probably turned. <laughs> probably turned. Oh, God. Big Show, Anyways, you yeah. I'll fight you anywhere, anytime. <laughs> Anyways, that's been the Big Show show for this evening. Thank you very much for my panel, David Campbell. This has been fun. You did a great job, Andy. Oh, thank great you very job. much, David. David Hockney. Yeah, nice one, Andy. Thank you. Stephen Wilson. Thank you. Ross. Thank you, you're my favourite Glasgow Guinea person that's hosted a podcast. Oh, thank you very much. And uh, Clacko, our MVP. Thank you very much, a pleasure, it's all mine. Anyways, next week's show, the uh, hosting will go back to This Is My Podcast, Mr. Stephen Wilson. Tell us about that. Quickly. Yes, we'll be previewing ICW Square Go, which is Glasgow's equivalent to the Royal Rumble. And the big show's going to be in it. <laughs> and yeah, also yes, and I have not been paid to say that Alexander Darwin McCallum will do very, very well in this match. In fact, he might even win it. <laughs> I've been Andy Mitchell. This is my first time hosting the podcast, so go easy on me. Leave a rate and listen to our back catalogue of shows. Hope you've enjoyed it and all the best. Catch you later. Listen, I don't care what the you think you're doing, whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of d tips. You know what you should be doing? You should be going online, you should be subscribing, you should be listening to the back catalogue of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet, whatever the f you're doing, that's what you should be doing. I don't care if it's your mum's birthday, I don't care if she's feeling contractions, get on it right now! <laughs>